This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite. My guest in this episode is Mike Tucker, the Executive Director of US Trade Association, the Independent Office Products and Furniture Dealer Alliance one of whose constituent parts is office products organization, NOPA. I spoke to Mike about some of the recent changes at IOPFDA after its merger with cleaning association, ISSA. My interview with Mike was recorded at the end of 2020, so please bear this in mind with any references to last year, this year, next year, and so on. Make sure you check out the February 2021 issue of OPI's sister publication, Independent Dealer, for more details about changes at IOPFDA. The press release talks about a merger or, or a partnership. So can you just perhaps explain exactly the relationship between IWSA and the IOPFDA? Yes, yes. Uh, we are now a division of ISSA. So um, IOPFDA does not exist as a separate corporation any longer. Okay. So did IWSA actually, did they acquire the entity? I, I guess, it, yeah, uh, acquire or merge. I mean, they didn't pay anything for us, but, you know, we have a whole separate set of operating procedures. So we're a separate division. We have our own budget. We have our own board slash committee that or governance group that will continue to run and uh, come up with the agenda and things that are important to the, the dealers and members of the association. Okay. So, like I said, it, we are a division of them, but again, we have our own budget, our, our resources that transferred over in terms of our investments and things like that are still under the control of our board and leadership. So, um, and even though I'm an employee of ISSA, you know, my, my marching orders come from the board of IOPFDA. Okay. So you've got that degree of autonomy with, within the IWSA setup. Yeah. And, and, you know, and there was a, a, a protocol for that that existed before we merged because they have merged a number of other associations into mm. their larger umbrella group. So most of them with the cleaning industry, and you've probably heard about this global yep. biohazard advisory yep. council, yep. you know, mm. their vision of ISSA. Sure. And, uh, mm. But, and that was part of the due diligence that we did. You know, we interviewed and talked to these other merged groups to, to see how they felt about the, the new relationship they had with the association and yeah. everybody. Okay. Um, I mean, how, how, it was very positive that you know, they had no regret. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, how, how long were you talking to IWSA about this? I started November, December of 2019. I actually flew out to Chicago and had lunch with John Barrett and mm. uh, talked about what we did and what they did. And this was uh, somewhat teed up by the people at uh, Trimega and ISG before they actually merged that both uh, Mike's encouraged me to talk to John Barrett that there might be some opportunities there that would be good for the association and for the industry and so 
we put that together at the end of last year. And then when we had our strategic planning session in December last year with our board and a few advisors, we um, the decision was made to uh, look more closely at that. And so in the first quarter of this year, I went out to Chicago again and, and met with John and the whole uh, leadership team for ISSA and uh, did a presentation to them on the things that were going on with our association and our industry. And they shared some of the things that they were doing. And um, it just was all very, very positive in terms of benefits that would be available to us. There were synergies there that ISSA liked in terms of our advocacy laid in very nicely with what they were doing. There wasn't really a conflict or a lot of duplication. Things that we were talking to the dealers about, you know, they're not really doing as much for their dealer distributors in, in regards to some of their activities. So you know, we, there were a lot of very good positives there. And then, you know, then the issue just became how to separate ourselves from Clemens and Associates who we had um, a commitment to in terms of managing the association. Okay. I think uh, during your presentation last week, you called IWSA a natural partner and then obviously referred to some of the market challenges in terms of the traditional OP dealers, you know, shrinking dealers, and uh, obviously that shrinking number of members meant, you know, fewer fewer dues for and uh, fewer resources for for your for your members. So is it is this just uh, you know market forces at play and it really it's kind of natural progression to to find a stronger partner? Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely, it's we had resources from when we sold the um, the Nopa building a few years back, and we could have probably gone on a quest to try and create our own bigger, better association, but we, you know it would have come at significant expense and it would have been a, um, you know, a challenge to get the right people. And especially, you know, our board uh, invested an incredible amount of time, especially our executive committee in getting this merger across the finish line. So I can only imagine, you know, what a commitment it would have been to try and create on our own new training platforms and, you know, we'd have had to hire additional people and staff and I, I just didn't feel like with the situation we were in with Clemens and Associates that we could do all that effectively and in a timely manner while, you know, basically, you know, we're bleeding members and mm. um, the industry's going through the struggles that it, it already has. Sure, sure, sure. Those resources that you refer to from, from the sale of the building, are they still within IOP FDA? They still have those available? Yes, they're to be used for the benefit of our membership. Okay, so okay. if we decide to launch a big program within ISSA or hire somebody or create a, a team of people to train people in janitorial and cleaning or something to do with, you know, other um, mm. business management practices or it, it's really um, our resources to help the members. So, okay, um, good. Yeah. We're, we, hope to we had hoped to have a strategic planning session face-to-face -face in December this year, you know, obviously with all the COVID stuff, travel and getting people together was, was very difficult. So we're uh, getting together next week 
to have a kind of a first quarter, first six months of the year session to talk about what can we do, you know, given the situation that, you know, the industry and our dealers are in right now because you can't, um, you can't be making a two or a five year plan uh, in, the, in the current uh, yeah. current situation. So. Yeah. Okay. So you your job title is executive director. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And then uh-huh. work, working with you, how how's that? Do you have any uh, staff uh, dedicated to to IOPFDA or using uh, IWSA resources? Right now, I'm currently using ISSA resources. I do have a couple people that I'm working with more specifically in the marketing and, and admin side, the things that you know help me. But the intention is that, and we're in the budget process right now, so we are budgeting for a full-time person to assist me um, on their staff. And um, you know, then we'll see once we start to dig in on what we're going to do in terms of programs and so forth, you know, if, if that's enough or, or more is needed. But, you know, that was part of the thing is, you know, ISSA has over 60 employees and mm-hmm. they, they have great administrative help, marketing help, membership team, uh, media team, show resources. So, you know, everything is there for us to um, to take advantage of. And, you know, that was part of the attraction is, is not trying to create that on our own. Yeah, sure. You, you, you talked at length last week about the uh, the group health care plan, which seems to be one of the, the big, if not the biggest you know, benefit to, to your members of being part of IWSA. And there's some other, other services there as well. I guess that was uh, an important factor. Yes. I mean, that is huge. And, and as you may recall, we started down that road a year and a half or so ago, and we were working with S.P. Richards and Napa Auto Parks, where we thought we were going to be able to participate in an association plan that they had. And we got very near the finish line with that when politics kind of kicked in and the state started suing United Healthcare, and it just became a... Um, a real mess in terms of, you know, not only for us participating with S.P. Richards, but it ended up messing the plan up for them as well. And that, you know, what they were doing with Napa became compromised. So, you know, when this thing came available in the discussions that I was having with John and his team, it just, I couldn't have been more excited. And and the last couple of weeks, we have invested a lot of time um, working with dealers and members uh, getting them signed up for the insurance program and and it's all been very very positive and dealers have been very thankful and grateful that it came when it did because almost everybody that I've spoken with was getting ready to get whacked with a double digit increase in the um, the rates that they were paying for okay. the healthcare so all right. it's, uh, yeah was a real um the time graph for them. The timing sounds good on, on that initiative. Just just to sort of maybe help our our listeners understand, you know, what kind of savings are you talking about for for a typical typical dealer? Percentage wise, you know, nobody uh, shared exactly what they were saving or saving, but I will tell you that a number of people kept saying, "This it's the old line. This this is too good to be true." <laughs> <laughs> 
there, there must be something I'm missing here, but you know that's not the case. So we, there were, I think you may recall from the presentation, there were six off-the-shelf plans yeah. that you could mix and match for a company, and um, you know those savings were thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, you know, per employee. And then if you have a dealership of over of 25 or more employees, there's what's called a captive health care plan, which also has even bigger savings. And that I recall from the presentations that I was uh, exposed to on that, that the, the average savings for people in that program were 35, uh, averaged around $3,500 per employee per year compared to what they were getting out in the marketplace on their own. So it's uh, it's real money. It's real money. Okay. You mentioned you haven't really had your strategic uh, meet, meeting yet, but what, what do you think will be some of the, the initiatives that you, you'll be organizing going forward? Well, uh, a big part of it will be helping office products members understand some of the different programs that are available to them as a result of their now dual membership in ISSA. I'm guessing you've been on the ISSA website, and I, I joke sometimes that it's kind of like going on a federal government website like the <laughs> Internal Revenue Service or Social Security or something like that because there's just so much on there. So to, I think uh, for our dealers to, to have some training and kind of a roadmap to the things that would most likely be of interest and benefit to them at this time would be a good place to start. So we hope to do some, some webinars and we will eventually have our own platform on the ISSA site so you can go right to the IOPFDA part of the ISSA okay. site. But that's to, to, be, uh, to be done here sure. hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. But other than that, you know, we had initiatives from a kind of a committee standpoint, of you, if you will, so an advocacy committee, a furniture committee, a cybersecurity slash technology committee, and then uh, we're also talking right now with Opwill, the Office Products mm -hmm. Women in Leadership, and there's some interest in them uh, joining the association and taking advantage of uh, some things that are going on with ISSA and their Hygia group. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are all things that we're going to get out on the table, talk about and prioritize, and then start moving forward with developing those out with the guidance from the people that are interested in, in being on those committees and helping to um, mm -hmm. steer us in ways that they see the, the best value. Okay, good. Yeah, one, one of the questions I, I had was, you know, how are you going to maintain that NOPA or FDA identity w within IWSA? That's, that's it, is, you know, con to continue to have a, a place for our members to go and to have programs designed for office products dealers and the things that or not just office products, but furniture dealers as well, that are you can help them feel like they're um, getting a return on their investment and getting the tools and things that they need to, to help them with regard to the way um, the industry is changing. Yeah. 
job and obviously you know channel channels are blurring there are probably not many dealers on the office side who aren't selling some form of jan san or, or cleaning equipment are there no, not, not many. The ones that I've talked to have taken a hard right turn over the last several months. And, you know, many, many times I've heard people say, you know, my office products are down 60, 70, 80% in some cases, but, you know, I'm selling 10, 20, 30 janitorial cleaning, PPE, safety products. Uh, are through the roof, and you know, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, I'm, I'm about even or even ahead of where you know I was before all this starts. So, um, you know, and that's refreshing to hear. And you know, I listened a little bit to some of the presentations from the OPI event last week, and that seemed to be very much in line with what the European dealers and and other people in other parts of the world are experiencing. And, and as usual, it, it just fortifies the fact that our dealers and, and our members are very resourceful and um, can survive uh, just about anything. Okay. Listen, great. Uh, thanks for your time, Mike. Appreciate that. And uh, good luck in this next chapter for, for your members. Well, thank you. I'm, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited about this. Of course, it would be more fun if we weren't dealing with this whole pandemic, yeah. but it is what it is. So, uh, we're we're going to try and make uh, lemonade out of the uh, if the whole deal if we can. So, but I, I appreciate uh, okay, good. Yeah, what, what, an opportunity to speak to you always and all the good things that uh, OPI is doing okay, for our members. Appreciate as that well. as well. Thanks. Yeah. Just in terms of your your personal sort of goals, how how are you looking forward on that? You're going to be st sticking around with, with the new organization. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, my wife told me that I can't retire until I'm 90. So um. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not quite there yet. <laughs> not quite there yet. But no, I'm I'm excited, and I, I don't have any plans for the near future to uh, to go anywhere else. I, I enjoy the industry and the people, and want to continue to be a part of it as long as I can. Thank you for listening to OPI Talk. Find us at opi.net for all the latest news and analysis from the business products world. You can download our app from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine.